responder or a patriot looking for a place to put your skill set, your thoughts, and or want to help you the mission, you have come to the right place. We are the People's Patriot Project, and he wants to be shock and awe when it comes to meeting the needs of our veterans and first responders. We are dealing with a new enemy in today's world where the wounds are not always seen. We want you to be part of this mission in saving lives and making a difference. Welcome to Cape Well Play Time. You got your face to play. Now here's your host, Shad Turner of Veterans Night Podcast and the Patriot Patriot Project. And as always, Patriot Pride. everybody and welcome to the people's patriot project version of um oh my gosh i forgot my lines sorry shad's not here this is andrea eichmann coming at you from the people's patriot project and we are here with our we got your six at six the the patriot happy hour um we have some very cool guests tonight we've got tanya glenn um she is coming from texas to um well she's got a book coming out we will hear about that and we We met her a couple months ago, and she's going to share with us her role in helping first responders and veterans um, deal with trauma. And then we have got a new group with us, uh, new to us, called Old 81. We met Ryan Helm a while back, and he shared some music with us, and now he will share some more. Um, Before we get started, though, uh, we need to take off our hats and stand if we can, and let's say the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag flag of the United States of America America. and And to to the the republic for which it stands, stands, one one nation under God, God, indivisible, indivisible, with liberty liberty and justice for all. all. Hey! Let me get our guests on here. Look at that. We've got Mark Peterson with the People's Patriot Project. Ryan over there. Um, shoot, you're still in Spokane. Um, we have a screen with our music- some more musicians. We have Adam with us from the old 81 band and Ms. Ta- Ms. Tanya Glenn. Dr. Tanya Glenn, thank you for being here tonight. Well, Thanks and you we've got thank you. Some quick shout outs, real quick, right off the bat. Tammy's here. Peggy and Bobby Crutzinger, the just amazing organization out of Texas that are that how I, I'm not going to be able to stop talking about these guys. And uh, I would fill up the majority of our show with what Bobby and Peggy do down in Texas. They've, they've got over, well, close to 100 RVs out to veterans that are homeless. And they've got 300 sitting in Colorado. And they've got others lined up ready to go. And they don't stop with just giving housing for uh, homeless veterans, but they also help clothe and feed. And their mission is amazing. And I'm going to be on, and I'm going to call people out for this. I will call you out, brothers and sisters that have served. Um, One day, Bobby came to us and said, the veterans don't want us to be around them. And I'm like, well, what's, what's that all about, brother? And he's like, well, I'm not a veteran. And I'm like, 
hogwash. You're out serving. You are serving. This is part of the process. And so let me know who those people are, and we'll have a little chatty McChatty chat with them. And just they are blowing up the world and helping our veterans and first responders. So if you get a chance, uh, make sure you check Bobby and Peggy Kretzinger out. Um, no, you guys <laughs> and that's are awesome. Operation Texas Strong. If you want to check it out uh, yep. on Facebook, Operation Texas Strong. And I know they had a shout out for some food and clothing. Um, over the weekend and so yeah if you're in the area if you got some check them out they'll come get it so uh, i see brian gibson from project die hard um and they just keep rolling in so uh it's awesome being here again at we got your six at six patriot playtime um <laughs> it's all good uh, i so- need to write it down i'm sorry <laughs> i just was so ready to roll and then the words just got all Fuddled up. I don't know why. Well, I did. you've been busy doing grandbaby birthdays all weekend, and that's a good distraction to have. And uh, you know what? You get. We believe in family first, and we just appreciate having you here. So thanks for being here and doing what you do and help supporting what we do. Thanks. Man. And look at this crew of people. Well, it's we're going to have to have Ryan here in a minute explain who all these new folks are. Uh, um, we've got. I think they're they're there. They're there. And we are, I'm going to let you know, we're going to bring this other group in. It's it's the rest of Old 81. Um, we have been having continued um, technical, and we're not going to apologize for it. That's something we, we've deemed in our meetings. We're not going to apologize for that stuff anymore. But um, for some reason, when we bring them in, they, there's an echo. And so if that's the case, we'll just we'll keep working around it, and we'll figure it out. Um, and so far, I don't hear an echo. There they are. It's all fixed. Everything's fixed. All right. It's a miracle. <laughs> That's show business. Um, but we got Ryan and Adam here and the rest of the crew of Old 81, new to uh, the People's Patriot Project. And we've got, like Andrea said, Dr. Uh, Tanya Glenn. Um, we've, we've ran into her a couple times. We canceled her once. On a day that everyone begged for us to have a show after we didn't realize we were having a show and we still had the show. and uh, She was busy. We were busy. Everyone was busy. And that happens. But uh, what a great problem to have is people begging us to be online and making sure we're, we're there as a beacon for those that need us. And so we greatly appreciate that. Andrea, tell us what's in the news. Oh, Peter said. And well, I'll tell you what's new right now. I'm trying to figure out how to put some music on here. Um, Fair so, enough. Can you try to just pull up today's news? So we'll stall a little um, bit. Ryan, tell us about yeah. uh, your new band that you're working with. Well, these guys here. So I met Trey and Ryan who are in the bottom left screen there. Um, I met them a few years ago at a songwriting workshop in Oklahoma. And I was just became instant friends with them, you know, and we swapped songs back and forth uh, over the airwaves, even though I'm out here, you know, and then uh, met the rest of the band. They had me down, uh, I guess it was about a year and a half later to open for them on a New Year's show. And we just really all clicked, at least from my standpoint, it was like an instant kind of camaraderie. So uh, I kept hung, hanging around and pestering them and, and, you know, weaseling my way in where I could. And then, as luck would have it, they were kind of hunting for uh, another member of the band. And with the, the wife and I moving down there, it just kind of worked out. And they invited me in. And 
so I'm pretty fortunate as, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know how they feel. <laughs> we love it. Yeah. We're really excited to have Ryan join the band. So typically we, uh, we do our, our boots on the ground organization first, but I'd like to get a little background over you guys. Uh, this uh, spontaneously happened for this weekend, which is a good thing. Tell what is old eighty one. Tell me what that represents and uh, where it came from. And what... anyway, yeah. well, that's really funny because you know, I didn't know and I I didn't get uh, a chance to talk to Ryan much. Uh, Andrea done uh, a lot of the preloading for this one, but I did go out to do a little looking at you know what's old eighty one, and the only references I could get was and. That's amazing you said the Cars movie because that's exactly what came into my brain the whole time. I'm like, no, there's no way that that's what it's about. There's something more. It's got to be about bourbon because I like bourbon, and that's what it had to be about. And uh, Nope. I'm a huge bourbon fan as well. And had a great time. Every time I'm with Ryan, I absolutely love the experience, and I cannot wait for him to move to Texas. Well, the exciting part is how excited I've heard Ryan has been to do this this weekend with bringing you guys on. And I've I've been talking back and forth with Andrea, and it's just been very excited to have you guys be on tonight. And uh, thank you for being here, and we'll, we'll get more into that conversation. Andrea, are you ready with the news, or are we going to – I can turn your microphone, microphone on if that helps you. You turn me on and I will read you the news. How's that? Um, All right. So he, he doesn't get those references. (laughs) All right, you guys, this week, I just always want to remind you, um, our first responders, our military, they, they serve willingly um, and forwardly. They make sacrifices and they represent us around the world. And so first big shout out to all of you, working in those areas um, or have worked in those areas. Thank you. Just a great big thank you. Um, we do this podcast really to create an awareness. We had a conversation last week about that and the awareness is big and we we are feeling that the awareness is um, not that we're going to quit trying to put the awareness out there, but now we've kind of gravitated and graduated into um, the world of boots on the ground and helping with those um, who need it out there. Um, and so we are here to create resources and networks that will accommodate some of those unique um, financial, physical, and mental needs that are out there. Um, we've kind of had a busy holiday season in that respect. And, you know, they're not always um, happy ending stories, but we try to make it up until that ending, the happy part. So um, we'll have some of those stories coming up too. But Well, let's see. On the 27th, in 1973, was the Vietnam War ceasefire. Um, As it turned out, only America honored the ceasefire, and there was more that had to be done. So uh, lots, lots of money spent on that. Um, And then I did go check out first first responder conferences. Uh, We just had a chat with with Dr. Tanya Glenn, and we will be um, working on setting that up. Our hope is to do one this summer. Um, depending on planning and availability. Otherwise, it will happen um, closer to 2023. But we're working on that. And that's about all I have to share. Well, you know, 
keep an eye out, you guys. We had some weather up here um, talking of first responders. Man, they were busy on that I-90, I-94 stretch this weekend, helping people out of their cars, out of the ditches. Um, I didn't see any big major pushes this week, but um, be on the lookout. There's some scary moments. I've seen a couple videos of uh, deputies, sheriffs, and uh, EMTs and responders out there with near misses because people don't quite slow down and then they can't slow down and holy crap. Um, keep an eye out, look out, look out for those flashing lights and those officers out on the ground on the road. So that's it for this week's events. Well, with that, I'd like to also just bring kind of a connotation or realization again, that great, great feed in the, in the fact that we're trying to bring awareness and, um, the conversation does need to now transition as far as we all know that we have brothers and sisters that are out there struggling and, and we, we run into the conversation a lot being, I served in the military. I served as the first responder, but I work in the lay world as an educator. And a lot of times we hear that, well, they knew what they were signing up for, um, I just want to kind of reference this a little bit because when I was signing up, I wanted to be the guy that got to wear the really cool uniforms. I wanted to serve, but I, I never knew that I would have to worry about going out in below zero weather to accommodate those who didn't plan for themselves. And so if you can be part of that process, a plan for your cold weather travels, um, you can't, plan for tornadoes and I get that piece. You can't plan for hurricanes and I get that piece as well. But you can be prepared. And the more you are prepared, the more it helps our first responders who who have limited resources, have uh I don't know if you're aware of this, but you know, 90% of the fire departments in the United States are all volunteer fire departments. And sometimes those fire departments don't have all the equipment that they need to have to accommodate all the scenarios that they're running into and, uh, and, and zero complaints. Uh, they, they give their personal resources and assets to accommodate those needs. And um, if you can be prepared and also remember that we've got people running out into this cold when you don't want to be um, remember that. And just, uh, just remember it doesn't take much just to, to lend a helping hand and to just reach out and say thank you and and uh, realize that there are people that are taking care of us around the clock 24-7. And so we got a Super Bowl coming up here. You know you know how many first responders they have to call in for a Super Bowl to make sure you get to have fun and make sure that people who are running over each other who have been drinking too much and vice versa and blah, 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 um, you know, they don't get a chance to sit down and enjoy their hot wings and drink their beers while you are getting that chance and opportunity. Again, maybe they knew what they were signing up for when that came along, but wouldn't it be a lot nicer not to have to worry about and carry so much weight when it's concerning those those events and, and those elements? So I'll jump off my box real quick because uh, I can talk about that all day long, I know. Uh, but I would like to bring into the conversation – because I think it's relevant and because we had some pre-show conversations. Uh, Miss Dr. Tanya Glenn, we are so excited to have you on um, and hear about the amazing mission and uh, 
I'm going to let you, because I can't justify the amazing things you do. And um, again, you're one of those energizer bunnies that we see doing everything all the time. And I don't know how you've cloned yourself not to get, you never sleep and you never, (laughs) it's, so we had Dr. Glenn scheduled to be on here on October 24th. And they, why do you remember those dates? Well, I only remember that date because uh, October 23rd was our, our ruck march in uh, in Egan, Minnesota, and October twenty second was our come out of the storm event with uh, our some of our amazing musicians that came up here to help a first responder um, acclimate after a, a tragedy in, in their lives. Um, and so we knew that we. I called uh, Dr. Glenn up uh, Sunday morning and said, "Dr. Glenn, I can't do it. I get. I can't. We, we're done. We're out of gas. Uh, running on empty." I'm, t- I'm falling asleep as I'm talking to you. And uh, she was gracious. You know what? This actually fits into my schedule, she said at that time, because she was busy for the moment. And uh, it worked out. And the next thing you know, someone's shaking my toe as I, after I fell asleep saying, oh, we're live. we got a show going on. And we made it work. Thank you, Dr. Glenn, for being here. Tell us about you. what your job is, what you do, what your – we'll get into the questions. All right. Thank you for having me. I'm really honored. So um, I've been in practice for 30 years now, and I uh, have my specialty is trauma, specifically post-traumatic stress disorder. When I was three months away from finishing my master's degree, I knew I wanted to do crisis intervention and I was leaning heavily towards police, fire and EMS. And uh, then the ATF had the incident with the Branch Davidians in Waco. And I knew that day my calling was to go to places like Waco and help people like the ATF. And so I went to school the next day and I told my professors I was going to do those things. And they told me I was crazy. So I said, watch me go. And I just never looked back. So I've spent the 30 year career so far, um, just taking care of the hearts and minds of first responders and then veterans uh, sort of brought in the veteran community uh, after 9-11 when we went to to war in Iraq and Afghanistan. And um, my my customers extend from Laredo Police Department in South Texas to Richardson Fire in north of Dallas and a lot of points in between. Um, I have seven fire departments in the Phoenix area, and then I've got um, some national law enforcement customers and several air medical customers and Southwest Airlines. So I really, every day is different. Every day is um, amazing. I consider my, it's not a job, it's a passion. And um, how great to be able to do what you love every day. And, and I'm so, so blessed to be able to do this. So that's, uh, that's kind of my history. And my forte is bringing the calm into chaos, from, into the chaos. So basically, when, when bad things happen, my job is to bring the sense of comfort and healing and the path ahead and the regain of control and to help people bounce back. So what kind of things do you do to get people to bounce back? Tell, I mean, I see you, you're an author, you write books. Um, what do you do boots on the ground? What is there a program? Is there a mission? Is there? Yeah. So um, we, I refer to it as firepower resilience. And so firepower obviously is the ability to put effective firepower on a target. So firepower resilience is, we, we actually work and train uh, with our peer support programs. So each, each department I work with has a peer support team. And what we do is we train the team to get in and mitigate the crisis immediately. 
And then my team and I sort of follow on. And so there's in any any given crisis, there's typically a lot of education and normalization to kind of let people know, hey, this is normal and here's what to expect. And here's how you know if you're okay, And here's how you know if perhaps you're in trouble. And then we do just a lot, a lot of rapid intervention and treatment to mitigate the even the possibility of the onset of post-traumatic stress disorder. And so we were working very quickly to get the preventative aspect, not so much. Um, obviously, we have a lot of patients who have a history of trauma and who brought you know old trauma to us, which we, of course, are happy to help them clean up. But really, truly, what we like to do now is get in and mitigate and prevent as much as possible. Do you work with a team? Is there is it just you? Um yeah, no, I have, a, I have an amazing team. Uh, they are they are very much boots on the ground. I am I hire based on personality and it's the ability to get into really uncomfortable situations and thrive in those situations. And so I've got I've got a great team. And like I said, and within each each department, we train a peer support program. So if we have like a police department or a fire department, we'll train those officers or those firefighters how to do the sort of that frontline uh, crisis intervention, psychological first aid. And then that sort of allows us to come in and, and, and do the sort of with, in terms of the trauma, some of the heavy lifting. What on earth is it in your makeup that would make you want to take on everyone else's problems? <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, one of my former patients was, she said to me, she's a Colleen police officer. She's like, you know, it's eerie how you just found the perfect profession for you. Like you were born to do this. And apparently I was. So I, I will say that um, my mom is, she immigrated when she was 18. Uh, she was an exchange student in high school. She's from Germany. And so my mom was in Berlin in World War II. So I, my mom is amazing. She is absolutely kick-ass. And my mom built my resilience. And um, she, was, she was loving and tough love at the same time. Uh, the perfect combination of such. And I think I get a lot of it from her. Um, I will tell you that uh, when I went to New York after 9-11, each time I came home, she would, I did four deployments up there. And each time I came home, she would uh, pick me up from the airport. And, uh, she, you know, I closed the door. And the first time I came, came home, she was like, so how was it? And I just looked at her and I was doing the whole, you know, stoic, fine, everything was fine. And she said to me, she goes, you know, um, I know what it feels like to have have like planes flying overhead and buildings fall, falling down on top of you. So if you ever want to talk about it, I'm here for you. And at that point, I just burst into tears and it all came out. <laughs> and it just kind of became our tradition. Every time I came home, she'd pick me up at the airport. You know, the second, third and fourth time I, I shut the door and I would just start the verbal vomit. And uh, by the time I, I got home, you know, she was she had just basically just outbreathed me each, each and every time. And I think I think really truly that's that's where it comes from. I I just love working with first responders and veterans. And I think the reason I love this patient population is because they're just so amazing. I mean, they're they're phenomenal people and they love to get well and they love to get well fast. And so, you know, I, I don't think I would last like half a day in hospice, but you know, give me 20 Marines with PTSD and I'm all over it. That's my thing. And so I just love this population. The other thing is that my patients, I see them get well and spread their wings and fly every single day. And it's, it's just, it's phenomenal. You can't beat it. You, you definitely bring an energy that is soothing and, and just as welcoming. And I think that's a gigantic piece. I, I'm just going to say as to your success, do you have a history of, uh, um, 
you're not a veteran. No. Um, and did, have you worked as a first responder? Uh, so, yes, actually. So, well, <laughs> I started as a therapist and what I did is because I was so ingrained in this community, um, I would, I would ride along as often. I mean, I've ridden police, fire and EMS thousands of hours. Um, and then in the early years of my career, I was an EMT basic for four years and I worked PRN at a, in a tiny town called Lockhart. I was with Lockhart EMS working PRN just to have the experience more than anything. And then in uh, 1989, no, let's see, 98, 98, um, 98, 89, I was in college. So 98, I um, took six and a half months off my career and I went through the Austin Police Academy and I did it because I really wanted to see what it's like for, in the mindset of an officer and to um, and to go through that experience. And that was amazing. I um, I got the crap beat out of me every day and I cut off all my hair and I loved it. <laughs> so I broke my wrist. I qualified with a shotgun with a broken wrist. And so I just you know, I, I did just those experiences were phenomenal. Now, it, it's hard to balance all of that with a full time job and everything else going on. Uh, but I really, uh, those two experiences, just going through EMT school and going through the police academy, just really helped me a lot. What's, what advice would you give anyone that's interested in going into the same field that you're going into right now? What would be the first piece of advice that you would give them? I would say um, is, is to really start writing along. Um, you know, you all know. If you um, if you're not seen, if they don't know you, if you don't come out to like if you don't go to the firehouse and have dinner, if you don't go ride along, if you if they challenge you to climb the 75 foot quint, you do it. Right. And so it's really important for for credibility is to for them to know you and to to see you and to appreciate your efforts. Um, I, I think that's number one. Number two, I tell people all the time, just get through grad school. Grad school teaches you the basics and then just come out and start to work with this population and get as much training as you can in terms of, of trauma treatment. Uh, but but I think a lot of people are like, well, what grad what graduate school program should I go through? And the bottom line is anything, any good basic program is going to give you the good basic skills and then come out and really start to learn what you need to in terms of working with first responders. The other thing I would say is if you have some like trauma in your history, you, you got to clean it up before you, before you work with first responders, because they're going to bring it, they bring it's, it's furnace blast trauma. And so you have to be, you have to be good yourself. It's a different level of response in my opinion. Um, my experience and my history is you're talking to the ones that bring the most all the time. Mm -hmm. So if you're not in it for the reals, don't, you might as well walk away because these people right. have committed their life, their soul, their skin, their family, all resources. This is a full embodied investment to protect yeah. all of us. And right. so if, if you're not in there, so I know there's no cookie cutter scenario or cookie cutter answer. Um, let's talk to our first responders in a sense. And what is the, I'm leading you here a little bit. What, what is like the number one excuse why first responders don't reach out for help? Well, the number one, I'd say number one is fear of the stigma and losing their job. That is number one, hands down. And I, I wrote, a, I wrote, I've written some books and one of them is on smashing the stigma and changing the culture. 
And I, one of the things I write about in that book is how if you're going to have a mental health program, it has to start with your chief or your director, your leadership. When your leadership says, hey, I've gotten help. I want you all to get help. You know, I, I guarantee if you ask for help, there's there's no repercussions for that. If it starts there, the officers, paramedics, firefighters will go get help. If the leadership is like, yeah, here's this program in case you need it, you know, read between the lines in case you're weak, then people won't use it. And so you have to have leadership that really truly means and, and says, says what they mean and mean what they say in terms of we want you to be resilient. We want you to get help. And so and that's that's the key, um, because any sort of threat to someone's occupation, they're not going to get help. Do you feel and I'm again, I'm leading you in these conversations here. Um, do you feel that there has been a change um, in leadership with first responders, and we'll say the last 20 years, are you seeing any changes in how they're approaching um, their personnel? Overall, yes. I, I have seen, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I mean, starting from lieutenant all the way up through, you know, to assistant chiefs and chiefs, there's a lot of interest in resilience, re retaining employees, um, mental health. I get a lot of requests for, hey, can you help me with my project as I promote to captain or commander? And so I get a lot of those emails every week where people are focusing on mental health and, and resilience. I know it's, you know, when when a, the police chiefs go through the FBI National Academy, now it's a, it's a big topic. And so the key is, is that it's it, it not, it's not just a topic that you have to have good resources and you have to give your employees access to those good resources. That's the key. I do think it's changing a lot. I think that 9-11 um, was a big push for, for mental health issues to start to take, uh, you know, better, be, sort of a better front, front and center stage. Um, and I think that, of course, our, our veterans coming home from Iraq and Afghanistan and taking on first responder jobs has also really highlighted the need for, for mental health services. Um, and I always said or asked those questions in a sense to say I, I agree with you. There's there, And it goes back to the first question. The stigma has been something that's plagued both our veterans and our first responders. And now we've, we're getting to the point where finally, thank you, people are hearing the message of lighten up. Be a little bit accepting. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, there's a time and place, too. I mean, we're on the gun line. Mission's going down. Stuff's got to happen now. We don't have time to deal. But there's also some preventative things that we can do to help make sure if your people are healthy going into battle or going into a first responder situation, then hopefully they can maintain the scene as well. But we're, there's always going to be a breakdown. I get it. Um, and that's the last thing any first responder or someone that wants to help wants to get out there that they can't help because that's <laughs> you. not everyone's running into burning buildings. Right. That we got less than 6% of our entire society that even is inkling to do anything like that. Not everyone is prepared to sit on the, the cold pavement um, while someone is taking their last breaths. Um, again, less than 6% of our entire society is, is willing to even make those kinds of sacrifices. And so mm -hmm. the last thing any of them want to do is, is feel weak and insignificant or that they can't get the job done. And, 
there just comes a time. Everyone's got their breaking point. And so I, I'm glad that the message is getting out there. I'm glad you're here to help share with leadership and also share with first responders and that we have an open opportunity and conversations like this to say, reach out to someone if you're having that moment. And if you think you're having a moment and aren't aware, have a conversation. Um, that preventative maintenance piece is gigantic and is huge. And if we can fix the problem before you're in the middle of a, a scene or post scene, um, it's better for everybody. Um, and that doesn't, it's not a sign of weakness in, of any sense. Like you said, right. um, the weakness is that only 6% of our country is willing to put their, mm -hmm. their life on the line. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. That's uh that's why we're here. And yeah. uh, that's, it's it's who we're going to hold up and, and think and, um, you know, I, I, I'm post-service but still serving. And I, I thank all those that are out there that gives me the freedom not to be out in the cold right now and sit in here and do a podcast to try to support them. And mm -hmm. uh, I need to be thankful for that. So Absolutely. thank you for, and we're not done with you. Hang around. Um, but we're going to hear uh, maybe some well, I know we're going to hear some cool music uh, because I am willing to stack any of the musicians that come up on our show on any of the mainstream musicians that are out there. If you haven't had the chance to go to WeP3 Radio yet, you need to go there. Um, our crew has done an amazing job of putting together, uh, and we're going to—it's going to get better as we go along. Um, I want to let everyone know that everyone that's working on the radio has full-time jobs outside of this world, and. But we're getting there. And uh, everything that's being played, I did hear a Michael Jackson song today. So <laughs> I don't know that he ever sat any time in a, in a battle box or a fighting hole or a foxhole. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm sure he's supported all the first responders at some point, someplace, and sometime. So with that said, um, I'm going to bring Ryan Helm on to share with us what what's new in his adventures of life. I got you. Boom. Got me. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Well, these are the, I'd like to introduce the guys here that brought me on. Uh, so you see Adam, uh, he's our, our bass player laying down the rhythm and uh, Trey over there on the uh, rhythm and guitar. And then we got Ryan right beside him. He's the uh, lead singer and uh, plays guitar, lead stuff. And then behind the scenes, who's now on the scene, is the badass drummer. That's Justin. And that is the old 81 band uh, that I'm uh, lucky enough to be a part of. And the guys, Trey and Ryan, are going to bust out a new song for you that uh, we just spent time in the studio recording as like two weeks ago, I guess. And so we're pretty excited about that. We have another one in the shoot that was also recorded that hopefully these two will get released. I don't know in the next couple of months, hopefully. So uh, didn't we yeah. just have you on the show, Ryan, for Pete's sakes? Why and you're why are we having you back? <laughs> I don't know, to be real honest with you. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, these like uh streams of events that have happened in my life, you know, uh whether it's uh, you know, we just had a baby born. I told you about Congratulations. that. Congratulations. So, Absolutely. Yeah, Brooklyn Lucille came into the world about seven weeks ago. And then uh, getting to go and hang out with the guys and uh, get to be a part of the team, Old 81. And uh, 
you know, like I told you, there's uh, like a 99% chance we're going to be in Texas here in about six months. So things are just, God is blessing the Helm family every day I open my eyes. So um, that's what's new with me. Now, why you guys bring me back? Um, I don't know. But uh, I'm thankful you do. I'm thankful for the radio station. I think uh, a few of our songs are going to be on there um, sometime here soon. So that'd be cool. And then we'll get you the new releases uh, as well. So if if the guys don't have anything to add, I don't know. I say we hear a new tune. I agree. Well, and that is the reason we brought you back on. Uh, you were doing the solo trip last time we had you on. And, and life has changed abruptly, quick and fast. Um, and so we're excited to, that you asked to bring them on and, uh, we will let you guys intro your song. Now I'm going to put this out there. This is the first time we've done this with a band in this manner. Um, and we're not going to let them hang themselves. So, um, if the sound quality isn't working the way we want it to work, uh, to put their best quality product out there, we're going to transition into, uh, we have some cut, uh, songs ready to roll. And so, uh, but we'll let them do their thing and we'll do our thing and uh, we'll make sure everyone comes out looking. We call it Polish a turd in VP3. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, mics are hot. Okay. So, uh, this song actually, we were fortunate enough to have uh, uh, the first time that we met Ryan Hell, we were uh, at a uh, at a songwriter's event, I guess is the best way you put that. And Ryan Helm hit us with this song, man. And I was like, you know, this song is this song is really, really great. Uh, we we took this and, and then me and Trey worked on it. Me and Ryan worked on it. We all worked on it. And um, this is what we came up with. This song's called Austin. Wish that I best in the evening I'm proud. 
if you guys keep putting stuff out like that, then, uh, you know, that's, we're not ever going to have a problem uh, loading up the screen with people to come and listen to you guys. I can tell you that right now. So, well, thank you very, um, very much, man. We, we really appreciate it. Like, we're kind of curious how the sound's going right now because we have a little bit of table to be please, but, you know, we're going to go, we're going to rock out with whatever we can. Someday we are going to figure out this to its full extent, but it is working and it was amazing on my part. And that's the, the greatest part of this. Is if no one ever shows up and watches or listens to the podcast or this, we get a private show. And that's, uh, that's not the case right now. We've got people uh, uh, commenting and, and, and enjoying, and that's what this was here for. And so thank you. Um, Thank you guys for sure, man. Thank you guys. There was something about that one, and I don't. Maybe it's the time and place in my life. It just gave me the chill bumps and <laughs> and just uh, kind of sang saying? to my heart for a moment, well, let me, let me as, as little as that is. And uh, yeah, that's one hundred percent my buddy Ryan Hill. That's why they gave you chills. That's why I gave you chill bumps there, man. He he's sitting in the back seat taking the easy ride right now. Yeah, I don't even he, know what's going on. He man. is absolutely doing that. <laughs> we we got people in Georgia commenting. We got people in Wyoming con- commenting. Um, every it just it's awesome. And uh, all these people, um, we've got a guy requesting to have you come down to. Uh, southern illinois to fob rush and and i encourage you to reach out to to brian gibson with project diehard and then and see where you fit into his stuff and um it is uh fob rush is in illinois that says kentucky yeah, Brian's in Kentucky, but Bob Rush is in Illinois. He's confused yeah. about what he's doing. <laughs> he doesn't even know where he is right now. He's the no. He knows if he wants in Kentucky, go to Kentucky. That's whatever. We'll, uh, but uh, great friend, great mission, and uh, great, great project that he's working on there. Um, any background of that song? Yeah, man. Um, I think. You know, I'm going to let the guy at the, uh, at, at the upper right-hand corner of the screen talk about that. Because, uh, you know, like, um, honestly, uh, I, I got I got stuck on, on quarantine, like, with COVID probably, oh, I don't know about, uh, what's it been now? Like, uh, over a year ago. Yeah, it's been a little over a year ago. I got stuck in quarantine, and, like, you know, Trey, the guy next to me here, Justin, the, the, the stupid drummer that has made like one appearance, and he's like, he put his face on here. <laughs> and, and Adam and Ryan, like, so what happened, I got, I got put in quarantine, and it was just because, uh, you know, my beautiful wife and daughter, they, they had COVID, and so me and my son were like, we're getting the hell out of here. <laughs> so we went out to the lake, and we, we stayed in the camper for like 14 days, and I had a whole list of songs, and, and the guys were like, hey, listen, if you're in quarantine, you better come back with something useful. And, you know... I dug through all the stuff that I'd written, and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna give Ryan Hill a call, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna see see what he's got because I was I was kind of worthless, <laughs> honestly. I wouldn't come up with anything. Uh, Ryan Hill sent me that song, which happened to be the song he played with, uh, you know, me trying Mike McClure um, whenever we had a, that little that little Ada trip that we that we went on, um, and anywho. Uh, that song came out of it. Ryan sent me the lyrics, and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna try this on the guitar." And um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm hoping Ryan's cool with me changing the, the chord progressions a little bit, and, and we're gonna see what happens. And 
unfortunately for us, man, like Ryan, as always, is like, I love it, man. And so we went with that, and, uh, you know, we were, uh, we just, we got that thing recorded. What has that been, like two weeks ago, guys? Uh, yeah. Down in Denton, Texas. And it, it, it sounds amazing, man. Like, uh, it, any anywhere that we're lacking in musicians, they made it sound absolutely amazing. Uh, and I, I can't wait to release the song uh, uh, professionally recorded, and it's, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be really good I think and really at this point uh, I've rambled well enough I'd like I'd like to Brian to say exactly what uh, was going through his head when he wrote that song. <laughs> yeah, what, so the song Austin, um, I've always had a love affair with the city of Austin, so I thought you know you're gonna play in Texas, you got to have a song about Austin and the band kind of thing, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I sat down writing it, and most pretty much everything I write is kind of just made up stories. So none of this is really literal, but I just had this vision of like a guy, you know, being in Austin, wanting to be there really bad like I did. And maybe his girlfriend or whatever didn't want to be there, which at the time, you know, my wife, she didn't necessarily, that wasn't on her radar. Um, thankfully she's, she's more excited about it now. But so I just had this idea that the guy, you know, he, walking down the street and they've been getting in fights and now she's gone and you know he's like man i wish we never talked and wish we never got to know each other and your green eyes and blah 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 but at the end of the day what i really wish is that you were just here with me you know and so uh kind of a collective uh work at the end of the day you know we all came up with pieces and parts of it but i don't know every time i hear it now it's like seeing it go from an idea to like a piece of paper to what these guys did in the studio it's like i get i get goosebumps every time i hear it so that's that's kind of the story is it's just a me kind of writing a story i guess and you should i mean this is your baby um we get so excited and we're excited for you for us and we 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 always and i'm going to put this out there for for everyone that's listening to the show we we call these guys our our musicians and they're not our musicians. We don't own them. Um, but we have, I think, I think we have right at 90 musicians that have been on or affiliated with the people's Patriot project, uh, uh, show, uh, we got your six at six and I'm excited for the opportunity because you had the chance now to collaborate with your group, but I'm hoping, um, because of the names we were dropping at pre-show that there's still more opportunity of collaboration. And we, the people's Patriot project get excited when we see the musicians that get out there. You're so talented. And that's the first time I heard the song and I have no investment in it whatsoever. And it, it's something that I'd be, I want to get ready to plug in and play again. And uh, so no, you should be very proud of that and uh, great work on it. Thank you. I appreciate the guys uh, killed it. They did great. Um, we got a lot of comments on it, so that was awesome. What has we're going to kind of step in? Not every musician or veteran or first responder who comes on the show has a a lyric, a dialect, a song that is everything's about veterans and first responders and fixing or or mending or has. Can you share with us what music has done for you as far as your life is relevant to your your service? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, well, actually, you know, I started playing guitar 
um, as, as just something to do. I, my second duty station um, was in Portland, Oregon at a recruiting station. So I kind of didn't have the, um, you know, the structure of what I had when I was, you know, in the fleet. And so I got up there, started playing guitar. And then, you know, I just really fell in love with the music from there. And I think Portland was a really creative place, um, you know, for all kinds of people, but especially musicians. And a lot of the people I fell into, uh, fell in with kind of guided me on that tour of, you know, not necessarily listening to what's on the radio, but finding things that aren't, you know, popular and or creating your own things and making them popular kind of thing. And so that that's always been my outlet. And I've never, you know, thank God, I've never been, you know, a veteran that's had any sort of problems, you know, like my life's been really, really good, you know. And uh, so I'm thankful and blessed, you know. Um, so it's always just been a hobby for me. And, you know, the, the Marine Corps, I guess, gave me opportunities to meet guys like this you know, to meet people like you. Um, so I don't know. It's hard to answer your question. It's all, it's all just kind of happened. Yeah. I don't know. I've always yeah. been really just kind of like, you know, do to do and things, good things have always happened, you know? Um, well, and we so. appreciate that answer too, because I mean, some musicians come on and said, we, you know, we had to do, we needed this in therapy. Um, I like it only in the fact that it grows our family and uh, it's the, the people's Patriot project family. And, um, you don't have to have a special story to be with us. You don't have to have a special story to, to be involved with us. You just have to be willing to help those that just need a, a hand up, a push up, a, a pull along. Uh, those that just need a little extra encouragement. That's all we need. And we appreciate you here. Is there any boots on the ground organization you'd like to do a shout out for? Because we, we know where this all came, where our, our introduction to you came from. Yeah. Um, and so we're, we want to, what, what do you got? What's that? Looks I don't know if you can see my, gra- this is my greater veteran. Oh yes. Greater Those veterans. greater vets, Mr. Richardson but, out there in the, the great state of, uh, Washington and, uh, absolutely a, a great brother and great mission. And, uh, he's been nothing but awesome in, uh, in mentoring. Um, yeah. We have great conversations, and we just we thank uh, thank Nick for. I know I keep playing with. <laughs> he opens a lot of doors for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, uh, I'm excited for the the chance and opportunity to get out there and, and see what he's doing out there in that part of the world. So, you guys got another one ready to roll? Uh, of course, I do. <laughs> The boss. He, he comes in the band and he's the boss. That's what happens. I'm just the oldest guy in the band. That's all. Lay it down. Let it rock, man. Uh, I guess I'm going to do this as, as far as, like, uh, first of all, like, I, you know, uh, Dr. Glenn there, like, hats off to her. Like, you know, we're a, we're a band of uh, middle-aged guys trying to, trying to write some cool music, man, and, like, She's got a book. She's a doctor. So, hat tip, you know, absolutely. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I was going to go ahead. I was going to write. I was going to. I was going to do one that that, kind of rocks out a little bit. Um, But I think, I think this is more fitting. It's just because, like, 
Um, I've, I've got a really, a really great friend that I, uh, I went to high school with there, and she, uh, she had a husband that really severely suffered from uh, PTSD, um, and it, it's from uh, Fallujah. So um, uh, I wrote this song about her, man, and, and I, I really hope you guys like this.
I foresee a few bonfires with a few bourbons being tipped back, sitting and continuing to listen to what you guys have have put together. Um, I see and I'm, I'm envisioning um, a, a, a an unplugged sets around a bonfire, maybe in warmer days in Minnesota. Maybe it doesn't have to be in Minnesota. It's definitely going to have to be warmer days in Minnesota. Like, uh... um, well, we, we, we do have buildings that are heated here. And so I mean, there's there's ways we can get around this. But, uh, man, it would be terrible to put a, a first responder conference together and have Miss Dr. Tanya Glenn show up with Old 81 and Ryan Helm and, and rock this thing and just uh, – welcome people in out of the cold and just enjoy life and have a conversation and look at we're being greeted by little angels as long as as the show's going on and just uh we're getting comments outstanding uh from georgia adam jones uh, feed the heroes foundation travis partington oscar mike radio good stuff y'all uh great songs tonight uh nikki flowers from wyoming you guys are amazing thank you for being here um awesome 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 um let's jump back to tanya real quick what's what's next we know there's a book getting ready to be released yeah so uh my eighth book is about to come out uh, this one is for the dispatchers and 911 call takers so the often forgotten left out ignored overlooked you know out of sight out of mind people and so um, it's my eighth book. It was the brainchild of working with a dispatcher who took the call for the murder of her best friend. 
And so uh, she's actually featured, we have a brand new documentary. Um, we have two documentaries out. Both of them are at smashingthestigma.com and you can watch anytime. They're actually loaded on YouTube. So just if you go to the website, hit play. And um, that the new documentary on firepower resilience shows the preventative aspects of what we're doing in terms of trauma response. And she's one of the people I interviewed in the documentary. And so that's that's out now. The eighth book is coming out and we're just going to keep keep fighting the good fight, keep marching along and doing what we do. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you that's for so your exciting. mission. Thank you for your skin in the game. You. Your heart, your passion, your drive. I mean, there's nothing to, to gig you on in this matter. And uh, we just appreciate everything you do. Thank, Thank you. you for coming on to the show. Um, Ryan, what's, uh, what's next with, uh, what's the correct, the correct way to announce you guys, Ryan Helm and old 81 or old 81 I'm, I'm a, as. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm their stepchild, basically. No, so, um, no, he's not. I, 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 I am are, the rookie. You're a legitimate child. Like, I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, so, no, uh, these guys have been a band for, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, for like five years. Um, so, Old 81's yeah. established. Um, their music's, uh, you know, it's on all the streaming platforms. Um, you know, we got uh, social media, the whole nine yards. And so, I, I am a. Uh, I told you earlier, I just walk along, do to do, and you know, I uh, get blessed with good people, and that's what happened here. So, um, well, we're blessed, and that's you're stealing my line. So, quit doing that. Um, <laughs> we are blessed. Um, so, but how do we address you guys? What, what's what's this going to be? Am I putting you on the spot, or is yeah, this a conversation for another band? time? Old, old eighty one band. Old eighty one band. Perfect. Absolutely. Awesome. What's next for you guys? Where are we going next? Man, I think we got we got one more uh, we got one more tour in the studio, which is uh, you know which is which is absolute hard work. If anybody tells you otherwise, that's an absolute lie. Like sitting in the studio trying to get a song done is is, is absolute hard work. Like I come back more stressed than I've ever been with anything that I've done. But uh, we got one more thing, uh, one more gig there in the studio. We're gonna try to get one more down and uh, roll with an EP of. Uh, we're probably gonna roll out three songs because nobody buys albums anymore, and so. We're gonna release three singles, um, and then as soon as Ryan gets down here, uh, within six months, I guess Ryan is that about right? About right, yeah, about June. Yeah. About six months, like we're working on an in-house project. It's gonna be like an acoustic, uh, acoustic feel kind of thing. Uh, you know, we were talking about a little bit today. Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely gonna be. Um, it's just gonna be all of us, and, and we're gonna to try to go strip down. Uh, it's as close and completely nude as you can as far as like any of the any of the electric guitars and all that good stuff we're going to pull that out and we're going to go we're going to go uh, acoustic and, and try to get something down and maybe have five or six songs on that and uh, go from there awesome awesome real quick what was the name of the last song i want to make sure we give you credit for that uh the last song is called branded branded yeah that's that's out on like all your all your you know Anywhere you can find it, you know. Good, because uh, um, we've had several people comment that they're excited to hear this on WP3 Radio, and so uh, uh, if you guys have the RSCI codes for that and everything, yeah. and that's all taken care of, we'll just load her up and get her, get you guys your spins. So, awesome, guys. Um, awesome. Right. We we're we're getting nothing but good comments, guys. I this is. Uh, I hope you're. 
we are blessed and uh it's uh, it's awesome um and, and we've ran our hour we're actually over an hour but uh uh, remember, the People's Patriot Project is the opportunity to serve. It's uh, for those who haven't had the chance to serve for whatever reasons, uh, and for those who have served and and need to find a place to put yourself and your skills and your 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 assets. Um, come check us out. Uh, our goal is to help as many as we can with the resources we have, and we do that with amazing resources like Dr. Tanya Glenn and these uh, amazing musicians that come and share their stories. Um, if you find something that you like, uh, share and tell it, tell others about it. And if there's something you'd like us to do to, to tighten it up and we get it, we need to, we can tighten this stuff up a little bit, uh, but, uh, we're excited to be here. We're excited to bring the show to you weekly. Andrew, you got anything more? No. Um, just, uh, we're, we're doing our ice fishing trip with or without any of you. Um, I think we have a team of 10 to 12 right now, so uh, February 12th, watch for the live video from the frozen lake. Um, I probably will catch all the fish, but I'll share. It'll be okay. I actually hate the ice and the lake and the fishing, but I'm going to do it. It'll be fun. <laughs> it was a great time last year, and I know people who have never been able to sit on the ice don't get it at all, and that's okay. Come up to Minnesota, try it out with us, and everyone's welcome. Uh, again, uh, February 12th. That's right. Yep. Yep. Everyone's invited. If you want to come, let us know. Um, we could build a bonfire and people don't get this. You can build a bonfire on the ice. I know it sounds counterproductive, but you can do that. That's scary is what it sounds like. Yeah. You guys can come in here and catch some largemouth too. We can put you on some largemouth. It, oh yeah! It doesn't yeah. it doesn't melt through? It doesn't do it. It's Peterson, it's, it's an interesting phenomenon. Them. But uh, <laughs> thank you, everyone. Remember, just everyone that's here. We do have a post show that we we shut off. It's not live for everyone else. Have conversations. I'm seeing some great comments in the private chat. Not everyone gets to see what we're going, doing around here, but uh, there's some uh, good conversation between Adam and, and Tanya going on, and we want to make sure that they shore that conversation up. And uh, um, oh, amazing. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Um, thanks for being part of the mission. Patriot Pride. Thank you. Thank you.